You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. All right, welcome back. Episode 99 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Uh, the Daniel Hunter episode, so you know it's bound to be a good one. Well, you know, it might sit out the year. We might not even get an episode. It's got a tweak, a little tweak. Well, you know, it's okay. We are in my upstairs, which is weird. My main level. We're by the fire, though. This is nice. You know? It's a really good ambiance up here. Yeah, the the well, fire really makes me feel Wolves like game, I think, starts at 7, if there is one. I, I thought there was one, so, you know, they're doing terrible. Yeah, yeah oh, 7 o'clock, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant's in town, That'll so. That'll be good. Uh, yeah, Dino Hunter episode, we're probably going to do, well, we are going to do defensive grades. He gets a, an incomplete. Yes. Uh, didn't show up. You know, Not an F. Still probably did better than Julio Johnson. Uh, but let's talk about some of the news first. Uh, should we jump into George Patton? Let's talk Patton. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was he? Assistant titled GM, basically. I mean, and he got think hired. We would come with this information, but we don't. You know, uh, he's a if guy. If you're sticking with us for 99 episodes, you know, you know, it's. it's I think it's executive VP or no, it was player uh, personnel. Yeah, it was assistant v- to the GM. Yes, but uh, something to do with player personnel. I remember that. Okay, okay. I was Anyways, look it he's up. been interviewed the last couple years for GM spots. He's declined a couple. Uh, Denver Broncos came in. I know he did two interviews with the Lions. Got he's, hired by the Broncos, though, so he joins John Elway. to Six-year deal. A six-year deal. Yeah. Strange. Which right? I get for a GM. You kind of want to go long-term and be like, we're committing to you. Give us your vision. You can't, like, three years? It's like, well, I can't even... I feel like that's uh, where a lot of teams also go wrong with, like, head coaches. I mean, for some people, when you know, you know they're bad. But, like, the Jets and Todd Bowles, they only gave him three years, and you could tell that team was kind of improving from when he took yeah. over. And then Adam Gase comes in and completely goes ass backwards. Or, like, that was just a bad idea. I think you got to go longer with your GM, though, than a head coach. True. Like... The the Niners I think did it right five and five right five and five yeah, Lynch yeah. and uh, Kyle Shanahan yeah I mean and, and then, then they've they already extended him since yeah I tried to click on George Pat is it Peyton or Patton I think it's Patton and his uh, Vikings profile which if you look on just Google the preview does say assistant general manager so that's probably what he was but you click on the link it's already broken they have already scrubbed him from the team they that's fantastic get him off there uh, definitely over the years has been like multiple interviews like you said. Seemed very picky about where he would go. Seemed like if he wanted a job, he could have had one years ago. I think he was smart and like he had a really good situation in Minnesota. And he's like, all right, well, I want stability around me. So I'm not going to go to the Jets or Detroit or Washington. Like Denver is got a great stadium, great facilities. They clearly will pay for free agents. They're not cheap like the Bengals or something. Um, So in six years, I don't know if every other team's offering six years. So like that's stability. Like, hey, what do we got? Maybe they offered him four, and he's like, you know what? I'll just stay with Rick and the Vikings. And they're like, okay, how about six? Like, we're not going to, like, hire you and they cut your legs out after two years if you have a couple bad seasons. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how you measure the loss of an executive. Like, from the tweets, we're terrible now. I don't know. A lot of people are like, massive loss to lose George Patton. Is it good we lost him? Probably not. No, but, you know, our front office is very good, so I'm sure the man who steps in who steps yeah. in to fill his shoes – Probably just just as qualified. Yeah, I mean, we've had a pretty... I mean, Spielman's been around for how long? He's probably got a lot of guys that are ready for an opportunity. Yep. Uh, Scott Studwell, I think, retired last year. 
so we lost that one Warren fella who wasn't a personnel guy, but he went to be the Big Ten oh, uh, commissioner uh, yep. guy. And he, I think he was more on the like PR side or like the management side, not really scouting. Um, so we have people have been poaching our organization, which I guess that goes to show you got a pretty good organization. Yeah, I mean, people always take our free agents and take our offensive coordinators. Yeah, so clearly, I don't know what it is that we're not, you know, seeing and fulfilling, but, you know, we're clearly not doing something right somewhere. If people <laughs> want our guys and we're not winning Super Bowls, we're almost good enough to win something, but we're definitely good enough to have players people want to poach. Oh, oh. Uh, and coordinators and executives. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. Well, we're one of the franchises that isn't constantly turning over their front office. which So it's like, okay, who's been running a competent front office for how long? I mean, everyone talks about that we do we negotiate great contracts, which is mostly Rob Brzezinski, But we've also had pretty solid drafts. I mean, again, and this guy's been around since before Minnesota with Spielman. He was in Miami with Spielman. Oh, I didn't know that. So, and we're really good at uh, retaining our own talent. Yeah, that it's we got to be one of the best at that. As far as I would like, think so, yeah, which clearly means people want to stay because they feel like they're treated right or something. So, uh, yeah, well, I don't know. We lost that guy. I guess good for him. He probably at some point deserved to get a GM job. It'll be interesting to see what he does with the Broncos. Always cool when you have like a connection with a team. I feel like easier to do trades. You know, if all of a sudden you want to move up the board, the Broncos are like, oh yeah, sure, we'll do it. Yeah. We know Rick. Yeah, it's not like oh, oh, yeah, oh, I don't. It, they don't. There's no bad blood. It's also, like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not like the Jets and Patriot, or well, I guess division rivals. But like, I'm sure after Belichick uh, spurned the Jets, they didn't trade or yeah, want anything. Like, screw that guy. Yeah, they yeah. sound the Patriots on the phone. They're like, hey, yeah, just let that go to voice. And at least you know, if he's learned anything from Rick, he's ready to trade. Unlike you know, like a Dave Gettleman who just sits there. Yeah. You know, let's get yep. another, oh let's yeah. Get so so, bad, so yeah, you know, we're trying to trade up. It's like. Oh, you know, you you can gain extra draft capital, or we're trying to get, uh, or they're trying to trade up, and it's like, yo, I, yeah. if know. we're trying to move back and they're looking to move up, it's an easy team to deal with. You know, you got two teams calling you. He might go, okay, well, let me talk See, to Rick at least, and maybe he'll want even to poach some of our backup players, or you know, a lot of times teams do that too. Usually, it's a head coach looking to grab like a Zimmer grabbing a uh, Terrence Newman and stuff, but you never know. Maybe he's like, oh, I've scouted that guy, I like him. You know, oh. Rick soured on him. I'll take him. Uh, so we lost him. Other news type item. We talked a little bit about Everson Griffin. Clearly uh, thirsty to come back to the Vikings. Oh. I don't, did we talk about his Instagram story? How he did like a billion of them driving by TCO? No, we did not talk about that. Yeah, we talked about the tweets. So like he, he lives in Minnesota and he was like, I guess, I don't know how Instagram stories work. But he kept taking them as he was like driving by the facilities. Okay. So it's like, okay, clearly wants to come back. That's cool. We need some edge rush. I'm sure we can get him for relatively cheap. I mean, he was signed for I think it was six. six million, and then he was traded, and then he wasn't like he was blowing the doors off anyone. Well, things took a turn this week. Yeah, well, what, what do you mean by that? What happened, Darren? He went a little rogue on Twitter. Uh, he called Kirk Cousins ass and then said that Mike Zimmer did not want him. Ask him yourself. A- ask him yourself. You know who wanted him. Probably George Patton. I don't know. <laughs> Take Kirk with you. It's got to be a shot at Rick Spielman, I assume. Yeah, either Rick or the Wilfs in general. Maybe The Wilfs wanted Kirk. I just feel like the Wilfs are so hands-off that they would let Rick do whatever he wants. So to me, that was a... Kirk, Zimmer didn't want him. Rick uh, did. And Rick did. Rick and, thought he was a quarterback away. Yeah. And that did come up quite a bit when Kirk was doing really bad in the beginning of the season. I know that video of Zimmer at the Combine was kind of circulating where he was like 
Well, you know, you don't want to sign a quarterback if it means you can't then pay all your defensive players. And everyone's like, he didn't even want Kirk, da da da, da you know, which maybe he didn't. I have no idea. Uh, but, you know, you can also just take a step back there and go, all right, say, uh, say Teddy doesn't get hurt. The man's going to demand that kind of money at, at some point anyways. Teddy? Yeah. Well, and I don't, in, in like two years, you're going to have to pay your quarterback. The whole contract million. thing is not because like last year, his cap hit was $20 million. Yeah. Peanuts. I mean, not peanuts, but it's like middle this of the pack. Very, very good for a yeah. for top, for, top 20 quarterback. For one year, he was like a very high-paid quarterback. And he and possibly year, could yeah. be eventually. We'll see what happens down the road. I think this year, I don't know what his cap hit is coming up. I think it's like 32 this year. But Which is... Fairly high, yeah. but but I not... think he's getting paid like thirty eight million. So you know you're saving six. You're Wait, saving what? six off the contract. From what he was, I think. Well, I think he like his actual like, oh real the cap is... hit versus what he's actually getting yeah. paid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's thirty one million cap hit. He gets forty one million this year. Oh wow! So it's it's a ten million dollar deal we got. Going like thirty one is probably I, without looking, it's probably like sixth or seventh or something. I would think it's like eight or nine. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably right around where he deserves to be paid. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess what were the other options? Would Zimmer have kept Keenum or went with Bridgewater? Would Bridgewater have been ready? Bradford's leg fell apart that next could year. Could so. Keenum could Keenum have recreated his magic? Like couldn't do it in Denver. Like, but who knows? Shocker. Regardless. Everson uh, Griffin, who tweeted that Zimmer didn't want him and that Kirk Cousins was asked, then quickly apologized, said he uh, was very sorry. He shouldn't have done that. And then he was checking himself in. Mm. So. so that's unfortunate because I take it as a mental breakdown. Well, we, and we've all, if, as Viking fans know, he's a little bit uh, struggled with that stuff. He disappeared for a few games. Uh, I mean, even early on in his career, he was like fighting cops. Like, you know, it's... It, it's don't want to hold it against him by any means because it is like a real problem, but it just does turn you off of the idea of bringing him back. Yeah, I mean it's tough to like bring back someone that called the quarterback ass. Yeah. I mean I don't know. Like, maybe like, like, at, like like mental breakdown or not, you it's not like you've gone on and like called Stefan Diggs ass or Matt Stafford ass. Uh, the guys want Dak Prescott yeah. ass. Just the other two quarterbacks that he's been playing yeah. with recently. Like, he took a shot at Kirk Cousins when he's trying to come back. And he would take the Vikings' uh, official Twitter page yeah. in his tweets. Yeah, I feel like you could maybe get past that. Like, I feel like if Everson and Kirk side each other, Everson would be like, ah, you know, what are you going to do? Ah, you know, I also got mad at Zimmer for calling me a good player. Yeah. And then they clearly made up, you know. It's like Everson being Everson maybe. But is it worth dealing with? Any of that, if you could just go sign, uh, you know, player B that also can provide some pass rush for $4 million. I don't know. If Ev wants to come back for 3 or $4 million, I'll take him over. If he wants to come back for $3 million or less, I'd take him over random player B. I'm certainly not completely soured on bringing it back. No, like, but, it, it, but it definitely brings down the price that I'd pay him to bring him back. It's interesting that actually I feel like because it's Everson, and I know he struggles with mental issues and, you know, all that stuff. It lets him off the hook a little. If this was uh, Stephen Weatherly that just randomly decided to call Kirk Cousins' ass, I'd be like, well, we're not bringing Stephen Weatherly back. Yeah. Like, screw that guy. Even if he was as talented as Everson. But it's like, I feel like Everson, you'd be like, all right, Everson, you kind of had a little uh, issue there. Uh, you sh- took a shot at your former quarterback. Maybe you two go work it out and we'll sign you. You know. No. So I don't know. I, I, we should sure use some edge rush after we look at these grades. They ain't pretty. Yeah, so. So, and, I, and like, you know, 
again, it's ever since like you're saying, like you you, you kind of knew know what that what he brings to the table. With I mean, that, it was so. already getting weird for how uh, how much he was tweeting at the Vikings, trying to get Zimmer, back, trying there, to like. Yeah. It's like we if did, you want it, come get it. And he's showing pictures of him and Zimmer shaking hands and stuff. So I feel like the uh, the intern didn't retweet his tweets, so he's pretty upset about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, you know what really sucks. In hindsight, we should have just offered him a few more million bucks, because then we could have just brought Everson back. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe you don't trade for Yannick that, that way. That's where I was going with it. You don't trade for Yannick. Oh, yep. Pay, I think so. I think maybe paying him eight, asking Reef to restructure so you can pay Ev was probably the better way to do it than asking Reef to restructure to pay for Yannick. Yeah, that's too bad. Because it was like what a week and a half later after yeah. Griffin well, signed. Griffin signed with the Cowboys. I feel like they were very confident that he was going to end up coming back. And then when he didn't, they're like, "Oh shit, uh, Hunter's hurt. The rest of these guys suck. Griffin left. We have no pass rush." And as you can see, when you have no pass rush, you can't really play defense. It's yeah, a bit of it's issue. a problem with the guy. Well. We'll jump into grades. We'll jump into we'll grades. Jump into grades. Uh, so we'll start with the uh, the DNs. Let's start right there. Uh, we, you know, obviously we lost Everson. We, Daniel Hunter did not play this year. We traded for Yannick. He left. That was a bad trade that George Patton made. Glad we got rid of that guy. Uh, uh, my, my defensive grade for the defensive ends. Just the ends we're talking. Just the Okay, DNs. and are we just talking about Yannick is not involved. Let's get him out of there. Does he even matter? Did you count him? Well, you, I did. Give me your count, grade. Give me your grade. I got a C minus. Okay, on the C minus. C minus. Because Yannick was in there and he led the team in sacks with six in five games. You know, I think the Vikings only had twenty six sacks total this year. Yeah, I don't. I know we had a lot of sacks, but no, that's not a lot of sacks. I just mean in that many games for for Yannick. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, talking about I don't know. Did he have a huge impact? He had a couple good run stops. I looked at his uh, his He's, PFF grades. He is a bad run defender, yes, according to them. Is. Like, garbage at run defending. I'm going to give our ends a, a, a D. A D. Okay. I thought they were horrible. I mean, Adenable completely did that guy, nothing. Yeah, no. I Like DJ, I said, I gave him a C- and I counted Yannick. Yeah. And that's, okay, yeah. I mean, I'll count, I'm even going to count Yannick and give him a D. I, DJ Wanham. Take out that sack of Rodgers to seal the Packer win. Maybe had a couple other moments, but it was a pretty ho-hum year. Like, it wasn't anything special. He, he was a, a fourth-round yeah, project. I'll give him that. Like, you like should he be played expecting... Like, he played like a fourth-round yeah. project. And he played... Uh, Up and down. Like, a fourth-round project that I I thought, when he was on the field, at least showed he was uh, maybe something that could stay on the field, which is better than Jane Lynch. Jane's, we'll call him Jane Lynch. Why not? Uh, who couldn't even get on the field. So well, he was on the field like four times. Yeah, I think. And he, I think he had four snaps bad. that one day. Uh, other ends, Jalen Holmes. Garbage. Just a nobody. My uh, former favorite player was well, big Jalen Holmes guy. You were, yeah, you were, yeah. Well, he's got the wingspan, you know. You think he can be good. Honestly, my favorite end was actually when Hercules moved to end. I He's clearly only a third down guy. He's too small to ever like be on early downs, but I feel like he actually provides a little bit of something yeah he and was, he's not even that good let's be honest he's no not. like he was he was the most fun to watch on a bad defensive line it's just it's just atrocious and like, yeah Odenable like was probably the biggest disappointment uh or one of, at least one of because you expected something he from showed him. flashes at the end of last year where it was like oh he's better than griffin at this point in their careers and it was even like oh like you can even lose weatherly and like you're fine like yeah 
with with Odenabo, but it didn't. He just didn't have any impact whatsoever. I. It makes me think more when you go into an offseason. It's like, oh, okay, well, we'll just plug in Adenabo. It's like, no, let's... I, I, sometimes you have to do that, but it just... I'm not going to be as as okay counting on these random dudes to step up. Yep. None of these D-linemen stepped up. It was it was bad. Yeah, no, I don't think any defensive lineman played well. Um, I've, I've got the PFF grades for these guys. Who do you think our worst graded DN was by PFF? Does it have a minimum snaps? On there? It doesn't say. So I'll tell you who they are that they got to minimum. Okay. Adenabo, Wanham, Holmes. Uh, Mata Afa did not hit the minimum, but I have his grade. I bet Odenabo graded out as the worst because he played the most snaps. DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham did. Okay. 105th out of 112 ends. Yikes. So really bad. Yeah. Which How is, And he was worse than Holmes. Huh? Holmes was 101st. Ugh. So both terrible. Both with the fifty around 50 grade. Uh, next best was a Fetty... Well, he was the best, I guess. Yeah. 70th out of 112. Yikes. And Hercules actually had the best grade, okay. but did not meet the minimum. What was Hercules' grade? 64. And what was Odenabo's? 60. Okay. To put that into context, on the offense, uh, Kyle Rudolph was a 67. So Hercules, 64. I don't know. Bradbury was 61. Ofedi was 60. So not great. Uh, so they all suck. How about your uh, interior defenders? Uh, well, so I have written down D, but you gave the DNs a D. So, like, I feel like I just got to go F. I would see. I would say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my D. Well, yeah, because you did a C minus. Yeah, you're gonna have to change I'm sticking your with my D. I'm gonna say a D as well to match the ends. I actually think Shamar Stephan was our best lineman. I mean, he was because he just did his job. No one else did their job. No, that like that like that's what I mean. Yeah, his job isn't flashy, so he doesn't. Now like our him. worst lineman was also, I feel, at DT, which is Julio Johnson. Johnson. That guy's terrible. Which I never want to see. Another him. reason why I'm I feel a little more confident in PFF grades. Horrible grade for Jill Johnson, thirty six. So at least my eyes are matching what they're seeing, because that's atrocious. A 30 125th out of 130 defensive tackles. There were five worse defensive tackles than him? That is, I... Yeah, that's impressive, actually. That I wonder who those people are. And that means they got a decent amount of snaps. And, I'm sorry, what was that, 125? 125. 32, 64, 128. He started for us, and he graded as like the one of the worst fourth-string defensive tackles. Yeah, he tackles. graded as a, like a fourth-string player. The worst of them. He graded it as a good fifth string player. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> no, I would say not. Horrible. Uh, Shamar Stefan was the 67th best D tackle. Okay. That, so, see, no, that, 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 that makes, does not surprise me. And that is right where I would have him. That's, that's his exact spot. Yep. He is a fringe, bad starter, great backup. Yep. Not even a great backup. Just, well, backup. just does his job yeah. snap after yeah. snap. But does nothing beyond his job. Exactly. And then Armin Watts was 78th, which honestly, Armin Watts, like. Nothing impressive, so I'm kind of surprised that he uh, is 78th on there. Like, I was excited for him. And he, while not being a total bum like Julio Johnson, just really wasn't anything. Would have liked to see a little more pass rush from him. Yeah. Uh, made some stops in the run game, though. He had, like, a couple good plays here and there, almost like a Wanam esque. I feel like he, he's got the body of a three tech, but he's a nose at heart. Yeah. You know? 
He like, just—he's a tweener. He's a tweener, just like Julio's a tweener. Yeah. It, do you see any of these defensive linemen as capable starters going into next season? No, I agree. So luckily, we're getting two back. Hopefully, we're getting because well, if COVID still goes on, Pierce maybe says he's Pierce... going gonna to get that vaccine. Okay, it's already being distributed. Pierce is ready. He's been doing CrossFit. I don't know if you saw that. Keeping oh. in shape. Okay. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! I. I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that at okay, all. Okay, you don't want him to otherwise balloon up, though, to like 450 and be a problem. This is true, but I do like him right at like 350. Well, 345, I don't know how much, 350. He said he did CrossFit. We don't know how much he did. You know? <laughs> he did it once every couple of weeks. But I think I agree. I don't see anyone I would like. Like a, a Fetty, Armin Watts, and Hercules as backups and Wanham as backups, I don't mind. If you're forced to like start a Fetty or Wanham, that's a weak spot. Yeah, all season. All season. Like you can't go like, oh, we got with Daddy. I'll plug him in like we were last year. Like no, he's proven he's that's a weak spot. So yeah, you need like and uh, your three tech's a weak spot. Who the hell is that? Even if it's Shamar, that's not good. Yeah, you you would need like a Mario Edwards or someone along those lines. Just a, or that Brandon Mayo Mayoya from Seattle. Yeah, because he's I don't know. He, I think he had six and a half sacks the last two years. Like he's just one of those like solid starters. He yeah. provides a little pass rush. Like we it's need, just we don't have. I don't see that out of like Wanham or Fetty mm-hmm. kind of. I deal. see these guys all as rotational players, not as starters. So like ten percent missing snaps. two starters on this line. Yep. So I would expect them to look pretty closely and draft and bring to like add some people. True. Uh, linebackers. Linebackers. So D line was horrible. D line was awful. 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 Okay. Um, I gave the linebackers a C plus. A C plus. Because Eric Kendricks played what twelve games? Yeah, mo- I mean two thirds of the season, three fourths of the season. Very, very high level. Yeah. Uh, like good. he did the year before. Mm-hmm. He kept and, it up. Yep. And then Eric Wilson for about six, six games, I think. Played very well in Barr's absence, and Barr played two games. Yeah, Eric Wilson, while being, I feel like he's became overrated by a bunch of fans, is still not as bad as, like, Jaleel Johnson. Yep. Like, he's still at least treading water. Kind of feel like I want to go B- minus on them. I'm going to go C+, plus because of how bad the end of the season was. Yeah, the, That's the, not, the, the, the Todd Davis. Yikes. The, who's the white guy that... Lynch, Blake, Blake Lynch. Lynch, Hardy Nickerson, like these guys were horrible, really bad. Could, like, and not just like in the past game either. They they didn't know how to run fit. They didn't know how to tackle. They played terrible in space. Like those linebackers were like high school level linebacker play. You could just see it play after play. Every time the Saints got eight yards or whoever we played the week before them, the Bears, every time there was a big play in the running game, you'd look and it's like, oh, the linebackers didn't know how to fit their gap on that play. It, like yeah, they just they got were, taken over. It was, it was really bad at the end of the season. Really bad. And Even honestly, the Lions game. I mean, they, yeah, they, they ran for over 100 yards, I believe, too. They put up a ton of points. I mean, we won by two or something like that, wasn't it? I Yeah, I would give them... So you said C+. Plus. Yeah, I C ag- plus, B minus. I would uh, go C plus and definitely not going towards B minus. If anything, I'd be going more towards C. So I'll say C plus. Kendrick's basically carries this grade. Uh, yep, Ken- Kendrick's definitely carried it for me. So the worst grade on our entire team is a linebacker. 
Now, they did not hit the minimum. The worst grade that hit the minimum was Jalen Johnson. Okay, but I am going to go Hardy Nickerson. It is not Hardy Nickerson. Okay. He 0.6 better than this person. So the two worst. So then it's Todd Davis. It is not Todd Davis. It is your boy. Troy Die. Troy Die. That's too bad. With a 29.3. Oh, Hardy Nickerson, 29.9. So just... Awful. That's like... And they played majority of the snaps at the end of the year. That's Drew Samia levels. I think it's just not as obvious, you know? Like, you, you were focusing on the linebackers, the one... I Was it the Bears game you watched the All-22? And you're like, you, you gotta watch this. It's it's embarrassing. They're biting on every play fake. They're in the wrong holes. Well, that's what these guys watched, and they... It, that's bad. I, it's interesting. James Lynch was kind of my guy. Failure. Troy Dye, your guy... Failure. Let's hope they bounce back. I got almost zero faith in Lynch because I think you got to show something. Yeah. Die. There was time. Like he seems. He seems long. He seems fast. He seems very skinny. Also, you will never be good with that aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot walk around looking like a long snapper and think that anyone's gonna. It's just bad mojo. The uh, the the best thing Troy Day had going for him is uh, playing that Tampa two against the. Uh, drop against Marvin Jones against the yeah Lions. yeah. And I think that was the best play I had seen out of Die all year, and he he has the range to play Tampa too, but like you don't see much else from him. He's not real physical, and obviously he's got to learn. He's someone who needs to put on weight. What did he come in the year at like two thirty five? Yeah, he was a pretty small guy. Well, and hopefully some of these rookies now that COVID. Well, hopefully if COVID isn't a part of training camp and preseason, like this dude was a fifth, late fourth, fifth rounder, late fourth, yeah. And you're just thrown in there with like, you know, same thing with like a DJ Wanham and stuff. Like we usually don't even play our fourth rounders. And these guys, like Troy and I was playing a lot. That's true. Usually like, you know, you play to play your first three rounds. The fourth is like, Mm -hmm. fourth and later is playing for the future. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we'll play you if you're good, but most of fourths aren't good until maybe if they end up hitting second, third year. And And usually if they are good, they don't really show it right away in training camp. So it's not until like Stefan Diggs, like week nine, 10, Mm -hmm. when they finally get into the lineup. Because they're always going to give it to the veteran first. For the most part. Well, especially with like a fourth, fifth rounder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, those guys were terrible. Todd Davis, 57.7. So actually not that bad. Uh, no, he did not hit the minimum. He's clearly what he is, though. He is a thumper that has no business in coverage, but is a good tackler and a good run stopper. Yep. I wouldn't actually mind bringing him back as a backup. No, I and like, if you're losing Eric Wilson, I mean... He's fine as your strong side it, linebacker. It'll be in interesting though because Ben Gideon, where He's did he go? Gone, isn't he? What's his deal? Was he injured? I thought we just waved. Did I we just we wave him? Let me yeah. look that up. But Cameron Smith, who was terrible as a rookie, but also had like didn't he have like a heart problem? Either that or like a brain aneurysm, something like that. A brain aneurysm. <laughs> I. I can't remember if it was something with his heart, with his ticker, or his thinker. His t- yeah, it says Ben Gideon. Well, that is quite a photo with this mustache of Ben Gideon. <laughs> wow. Uh, says, yeah, he is a free agent. So he's gone, huh? Yep. Well, that's... That's, that's okay. Yeah, he failed his physical November 10th, and they got rid of him. So, yeah, bring back Todd Davis to be that, uh, you know, first and 10 thumper. You know, if it's yeah. second and one, you bring him in. Because at least he shows he can, you know, tackle and, you know, get a blocker. Um, Eric Wilson was the 58th out of 89 linebacker, 51 grade, so pretty bad. Like a backup, 
not particularly good. I thought he played that, that's, like, well. That's linebacker too. Love. I've seen a lot of people, uh, even from other teams, like who are looking for bargain, bargain to like second wave free agent. Be like, oh, Eric Wilson, let's snag him. And it's like, please do sign him for overpriced. Give him Stephen Weatherly money and give me a six round. So I saw somebody on Twitter talk. Uh, they were like, anybody else think uh, getting Eric Wilson back for like three for sixteen or three for eighteen is a bargain? I'm like, oh. No. Oh, no, that is like, not a bargain. Three for ten's a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, three for ten's about what he's worth. It, like, I don't want defense. him back. No. I, because I'd rather have a t- attempt at a comp pick than bring Eric Wilson back, who I feel like is a dime a dozen backup. We, for a minute there, for a hot minute, it was like, Eric Wilson, could he be Barr? It was after the Bears game. Yeah, could he be, not as good as Barr, but a cheaper, worse version? No, I do not want Eric Wilson starting on my team. He can't blitz. Yeah, he, like Bar he, Bar Bar's kind of a like Mike Zimmer's chess piece. Yeah, like Wilson is also undersized. He can't tackle. He can't play the run. He's he's like a third down linebacker. Like, I think we were discussing after the Bears game. Like, is Eric Wilson getting lucky or is he good? The dude was definitely getting lucky. Yeah, because he was making like random causing fumbles and causing fumbles. And uh, like he had that interception. It was like they were they were testing like. They were testing him. What can we get by Eric Wilson? Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're going to play action right Throw over, it over his right, head. Yep, right behind him, and we're good. Yeah, he's. I've saw some people that are like, oh, he's going to get a payday and stuff. And it's like, well, please don't. I don't want it to be with us because not that he, like, I wouldn't mind him as a backup, but just I don't want to pay him. I'd rather get a potential comp pick. So, yep. And then Eric Wilson was the third of 89 linebackers. Very good player. 82.6 grade, actually, well, by far the highest on defense. The only relatively good player on defense. Oh, well, that's not, not a surprise. When we lost him, it all fell apart. I like We won the game he got hurt in. Didn't we beat the Jaguars, was it? E, well, yeah, Barely. because he got hurt before in the game. Yep. And then we did end up beating Detroit, but that's Detroit. Detroit's going to Detroit. and then. But that was... Oh, I guess it, they, we only gave up 20. In that game? I, yeah, the Detroit game. No. The later one? No, no, no. Was out? No, didn't, didn't we play two games against Detroit without Kendricks? I don't think so. Maybe. Actually, you're probably right. Did he get hurt that early in the year that we lost him for like a quarter of the season? Well, Jaguars was before Dallas, wasn't it? No. We lost to Dallas, then we beat the Jags and the Panthers. No. God no, we beat right. the Panthers, beat the Jags, lost to Dallas. Pull up the schedule. I pull think that's how. I feel up. like Dallas is in the middle. Vikings schedule. This is live schedule. As somebody's yelling at us, going, "You fucking idiots!" Yeah, these are gonna waste our time. Now it's just he's bringing up the 2020 schedule or the 2019 schedule. So we played Green Bay, then Detroit. So we did not play two games of oh, Kendrick. Okay. Just the one. Then Chicago. Then Dallas. Then the Panthers and the Jags. Okay. So we lost to Dallas, and it was like, oh my gosh, this team is screwed. We're going to lose. And then we won two more after that because we played the Carolina and the Jags. And he played in the Carolina game, I believe. Yep, because got hurt he the got Jags hurt pre Then we lost to Tom Brady. Okay. Then we lost to Chicago. Then we lost to the Saints. And then we beat Detroit. Okay, I see four games on that schedule where we definitely could have used a very good middle linebacker. Yeah. We lost three out of four to end the season. And our defense completely collapsed. Completely. Completely. Like, the, we started off fine against Tampa, but what was that, second half? Or second quarter? Yeah. I mean, that was the Dan Bailey game. 
I you can't even blame that's, that. Dan that's Bailey went that was that was Dan Bailey decided. Like the, Dan, yeah, that game like Dan Bailey just sucked the life out of the entire mm-hmm. team. I don't blame the defense. honestly the defense played pretty well until giving up twenty seven points. Yeah, with, I mean it's not great, but it was like, I mean you got your kicker missing field goals and they're getting the ball at midfield. You know, yeah, I don't know. But, you held him in check. He shouldn't have been that. But yeah, I think um, they were one of the last teams that we didn't give up thirty two. Yeah, I think it was because we did the other three. Yeah, it Bears, was the Saints, Lions. Yeah, Bears, Saints, Lions, and we almost gave up thirty to the Jags. It was like the big, yeah, the Bears, Saints, and Lions were like, these linebackers can't cover anything. Yeah. Let's attack them. So that's the linebackers. Basically, Kendricks, out of that group, is the only one considerable to be your starter next year. You're not starting anyone else. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't start Eric Wilson on a good defense. Uh, let's talk corners. Yeah, let's talk corners. Let's uh, talk corners. Quarterbacks, I... Going into the season, probably what everyone thought was the weakest link. And then you lost Holton Hill and lost Mike Hughes. And then also had, like, Dantzler hurt multiple times. Glad he entered the season banged up. Harrison Hand was out for a while. Chris Boyd got hurt. So kind of a weird group. Uh, I've got a C for the cornerbacks. So you would say the linebackers played better just because of Kendricks, basically? Yeah. I'm going to give them the same grade as the linebackers. I'm going to go C+. Plus. Yep. I, I think as a group... They played better than linebackers, but they didn't have that guy that just completely dominated like Hendricks. Okay. They didn't have any horrible Troy Dyes, Hardy Nickersons. I mean, there was a little bit here and there, but I feel like everyone kind of pulled their own for how young and inexperienced. I, I, I suppose like it wasn't just attack one guy. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, damn, Gladney got beat there, or Dancer yeah, against Seattle. The beginning of the season it was definitely like. This game, Gladney got beat a little bit. Uh, then it's Dantzler getting beat a little bit. Oh, uh, Holton know? Hill. Yeah, Holton Hill got annihilated the yeah. first football game. Holton Hill definitely brought that grade down. Yeah, because that Hill, man was bad. That dude got cut too in his ass. Yes, he was very bad. And I also brought the grade down due to Hughes getting hurt because that he always gets hurt. Yeah, he's always hurt. That's one of those weird ones that should have like, taken Lamar Jackson. Is it, well, okay, let's let's not take someone else realistic, maybe. We just same, signed Kirk. It was the same draft. I don't care if you just signed Kirk. Make him sit for three years. Lamar? Yep. No one's taking it. That's just not, you're not doing that. Well, you know what? He was there. He and was I'm there. going to complain about it. It's ben probably to be like, better if, like that comment. If Mike Hughes <laughs> never gets hurt, is he a decent player? I have no idea. I don't know. His all, I know ne- all I know is we took him to be a returner and that didn't work out. Oh my god! If we have to have one more of our high picks be bragged up as a returner, like dude, <laughs> Cordell Patterson can return kicks. Turns okay. out he can. Bring Cordell back to Minnesota. Boy, god, I, I do. He's a free miss agent. Him. He's a free agent. Is he? Oh, I've been perusing the uh, free agent punt returners and kick returners. I want Flash Patterson back. I want Rudolph gone. So Irv switches to eighty-two. Patterson can have eighty-four. Oh, Hallelujah. that would be nice. That would be nice. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you said what for them? A C? I said a C. And I said a C plus, okay. But Dantzler uh, play, played pretty well. Yeah, uh, how, how do you who do you think he's probably the highest graded corner? Highest graded corner? Uh, how many do we have? Do we have so three or ones four? Ones that hit the minimum. Ones that hit the minimum, yeah. Were Dantzler, Gladney, and Boyd, which is interesting. I thought, it's only three of them. I thought Chris Smith would have hit that. Uh, well, his name's Chris Jones. Or yeah, Jones. and he did not hit the minimum. I have his grade. Harrison Hand did not hit the minimum. I have his grade. I, so out of those and Mike three, Hughes, I have Gladney, Dantzler, Boyd. I bet. I bet Cam Dantzler one, Gladney two, Boyd three. It is Dantzler one, Boyd two, Gladney three. Interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, Dantzler, 70.9, the second highest grade on the entire defense. Well, that hit the minimum. And he was the 27th out of 123 corners, which is very good. That's, we had a cornerback one drafted in the third round. Yeah, he would uh, in the top 32, and he was a rookie. So That's very good. That's very good. You're looking at, you know, you hit on Jefferson, you hit on Cleveland, and you hit on Dantzler so far. Yep, and then what was Gladney's grade? Not great. Not 49, great. 106 out of 123. Mm. So we'll see about that one. It, honestly, I'm surprised that Dan's I didn't like, think it was that low. Like I'm, I'm actually, I would not have graded him out like that bad. I mean, I'd have to go back and like rewatch every play and be like, I mean, oh wow, I missed I a bunch that he did bad on. Do but, remember the beginning of this season was rough. He struggled a ton at the beginning of the season for sure. And I know like Zimmer was like, well, he's learning nickel and he's learning outside, and it's a lot for a rookie and blah 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 blah. That's blah. true. He's got a nickel and an outside like grade to him. Yeah. So that's two completely different positions. So, I'd say a 49 as a rookie's job. Well done. <laughs> I did like his tackling, and I, I didn't. Again, I didn't see him getting like attacked a ton that I noticed. But obviously, they didn't think he did that great. Chris Boyd, 55.8, 83rd out of 123. He's a cornerback four. Chris Boyd is a special teams guy. Cornerback four, cornerback five. I think he sticks on this roster for his whole contract. Maybe yep. they even bring him back as again like a minimum guy. But special he's not. You don't guy, want him yeah. starting. Uh, and then, so the other guys that I have, Chris Jones, 46, terrible. Uh, Mike Hughes, 54.4, which not good. it's Chris Boyd-ish. And then Harrison Hand did not hit the minimum, 74.9, better than Dantzler. That is very interesting. Now, the thing with not pick. hitting the minimum, yeah, is like, did he play so little snaps that just one good pick could skew his grade? I feel like he played at least a decent amount. I feel like he did have some pretty good like pass breakups too, though. Yeah, I actually don't remember him being bad. I remember him like getting burned on a couple routes, but it wasn't like four touchdowns. It was like you know like the fifteen yard outs. Yeah, to me, he got burned like all of our corners got burned. It was like, oh, his hand got beat that time, but like yeah. it wasn't like oh my like. Um, it's not like he was, you know, public enemy number one for three straight weeks. Yeah, it's sort of like you do, it's it's, it's a Drusamia bar. It's like, do we all notice that this guy is actively ruining the team? Him and, Drew, and Jaleel Johnson. Like, if you are watching those guys, you're like, these guys have no business playing. And I suppose, you know, watching the games, you didn't hear Harrison Hand's name yeah. mentioned a bunch. Which, as a rookie cornerback, is fantastic. Because it means you're not getting mm-hmm. your ass kicked. So going into next year, you have Gladney, Dantzler, Hand, maybe Mike Hughes if his career's not over. I have no idea what's going on with his neck injuries. And then you have Chris Boyd, and you probably have Chris Jones. I think he's one of those like exclusive rights guys. And as like a fifth corner, I didn't mind him. I mean, he was not good, but he was. There was times where it was like, okay, give Zimmer an off season with him. He'll be better. Yeah. Do you? I'm not. I don't think you. Corner's not like a generally a need there. I wouldn't mind. You could totally add one if he was a really good one, but I'm okay rolling those guys back next year. I'd roll them back, and yeah, like if we do draft one or sign a veteran, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, maybe a vet would be kind of smart because this is a young, young group. Uh, so, yeah, that's. Is uh, John Joseph going to come back for another year? Because I know he used to play for Zimmer. Yeah, let's get another Bengal from seven years ago. Yep. Seven. Yeah, it's be seven. Well, years. it wouldn't be eight years ago now. I don't know. By the time we sign him, probably. <laughs> uh, all right. How about these safeties? 
It's kind of a weird uh, one. Oh, sorry. I was distracted. Chad Greenway was on the screen. France and Bank and Trust. Chad yeah. Greenway. <laughs> Use this bank. Uh, safeties. Oh, I gave a uh, I gave a C. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I feel like I will give them a... I feel like I should be higher on that because they were just like average. The problem is they let you down. Like Now, this if I'm grading true. them without knowing who they are, they were probably one of the stronger position groups on defense. So I will say C+. But the fact that it was Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, and I like, expect more out of you two. You needed to be like the playmakers. I, yeah, I was just going to ask. I don't. I, I would like to know how many turnovers they forced this year. Three, maybe? I mean, Hitman had a few picks. He yeah, had, but he didn't force any fumbles, and nor did Harris, I don't think. Well, I'd have to look, but yeah, I don't remember any. Hitman, or, uh, Harris dropped a pick in the last game, I believe, if I remember. Yeah, he did. Um, Harris, like, I, I know he... I think he got – I looked up his grade, and I think it might have been like week 16, but he got like a, a 63 or something like that. 66.3. which I know is like, you know, your average starter. 37 out of 93 safety, so he's bull – I mean, he was a backup. Yeah. No. Oh, there's 64 safety. So, yeah, yeah. he's yeah middle-of-the-pack starter, yeah. which, honestly, he played like a middle-of-the-pack starter. I didn't think he was completely terrible, but he wasn't Anthony Harris, what, number two safety last year? Yeah. He just didn't have the opportunity. I don't know if it's – Trying to do too much because the corners are young. It seemed like a lot of that with these two. Yeah. You know, just trying to do too much. I would not pay him to come back. No. I he, I think he definitely lost like $4 million this year. Yeah. I feel like his contract, instead of being in the low teens, is probably going to be more like... Like doing the franchise tag definitely de- did us a favor because we were mm-hmm. betting on him to repeat his performance. And, and he did not he repeat did not. his performance. We certainly didn't help him any by... Cutting everyone on the defense. If you're actually a superstar, you can make plays. Yeah, Kendricks didn't seem to struggle. Yep. Uh, so Harris, yeah. I Neither mean, did Harrison Smith. He had a couple picks. Yeah, he at least did so, something. I mean, he was the 13th safety out of 93 uh, with a 74.2 grade. So now, actually, the, so now if you're asking me, would I rather pay a 32-year-old Harrison Smith $10 million or a 29-year-old Anthony Harris twenty or $10 million? I'm taking the 32-year-old yeah, Harrison Yeah, that's the thing, too. I don't think people realize that. Harris is actually on, he's not young. Like, I know we haven't given him a big extension, but he's not 26 years old. Yeah, he's not 20, yeah, 24, 25, 26. Yeah, so he's 28. He has been around for a while. Our only two major free agents, which I would quote that. Like, major. Anthony Harris, I would say he's a, he's a starter. He was good. He'll probably get paid. And then the other one's Eric Wilson. Let them both leave. Yep. I think you can fill Anthony Harris's spot for like formulating with some random Yeah, there's a safety. bunch of safeties available. Yeah, and I know the safety market is never like a top dollar mm-hmm. market. You're going to find someone good for cheap. Yeah. Let Anthony Harris go to uh, George Payton in Denver as yep. they try to replace Justin Simmons. Because he's going to leave. That's true. Uh, the more interesting one... But if Harris is, wants to come back for $4 million, that's fine. Yeah, like uh, almost <laughs> say, hey, can we run that back again? I did terrible. I'd like to re... Like... Uh, Fix up my. I, I would like to bet on myself again. I yeah. would like I'll do the the five million or six million, and I want to prove to somebody that I, I'm going to get paid. Yeah, he would have to take like I don't even know if I want to pay five six million. Like I'm looking more. I'd like four. I think I'd pay him six. Yeah, he's definitely better than some guy you're going to get for four probably. But I just would rather spend our money elsewhere and just put some center field safety that's got some speed. Yeah, you know, I don't think so, somebody, somebody who knows how to play robber and play center field. Yeah, That's really I, honestly, I think know. we've always kind of been like, hey, Anthony Harris is probably more of a product of the system, just like Sandejo looked good in the system, but 
he just kept it up with all the turnovers he caused the last two years, yeah. and then it didn't happen this year. So the more interesting one, I feel like, is Harrison Smith. He's still playing pretty well, but he's 32, and he's 10 million, and if you cut him... There's the no dead money. No dead money. You just get all that back. But would you really want to be trying to replace Harris and Harrison Smith? No, I'm yeah. still like struggling with the fact that we're going to have to replace Harrison Smith within the next like three years. Yeah, which definitely makes safety a target in the draft. But there's no like super top yeah, safeties worth the 14th pick. pick. No, maybe not even out. really like the first round. Yeah. so far, not that so. I. There's no Derwin James. There's no Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, no so. Jamal Adams. Yeah, there's like no that. like superstar. So I don't know. I Which would, would think... be a perfect time for like a Derwin James to fall to 18, so we can snatch him at 14. Yeah, that would work <sighs> out well. We're so yeah. My guess is they maybe do some sort of extension with Harrison Smith that gives him some guaranteed money and lowers his cap hit, and then they just let Anthony Harris leave. Because yeah. why would you pay money for him when you need you know like a half your defensive line and an offensive guard and you know other things? Yeah. Um, okay. S- well, how about shooting sh- sh- to special teams? What do you have, long snapper? I don't have a grade on the long snapper. I, I don't either. I would say you know D minus. D minus only because the other guy that came in did solid. Exactly. But our first one got like the freaking yips. yips. Yeah. And Didn't then, we talk about Bailey and Colquitt last week? I think we did. Um, both graded horrible. Colquitt was the 32nd punter out of 33. Yeah, I think he did say Yeah, we that. talked about that. And then Bailey was just awful 31 grade. So those are – you can cut both of them and save cap, but it was also you're getting dead money because you just extended them. But you almost had to cut them both. I, 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 Draft I, I, a kicker and a punter. I'm all for it. Absolutely. We're going to have this talk closer to the draft yeah. season, and I'm going to bring out so many numbers about why it's in favor of drafting specialists. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're going to run a break. And well, hold we'll... on. I want to ask you, oh. who on the defense exceeded your expectations? I got one guy. Exceeded? Exceeded. I got one. Well, actually, so after seeing that great Cam Dantzler. That's who I was going to say, Cam Dantzler. Now, we both really like Dantzler. I think he would have been one of our top corners in the draft until he ran really slow. And then it was like, oh, I really like that guy on tape, but he's kind of slow apparently. And very skinny. And very skinny. I think I still had him as like cornerback six though. Yeah, we had him pretty high up there too because his tape was really good. Yes. Um, but did I expect him to come in and be our best corner and to be a 27th out of 100 something? Like, I would say he's the one guy that did better than I expected. Yep. And the rest of the defense did worse. That is pathetic. And you know what? It... Makes me not upset that I bought a Cam Dancer jersey, not a Justin Jefferson jersey. That Justin Jefferson jersey is pretty nice, though. It, it, very nice, but you know, at least I didn't buy like Jeff Williams because that's what I have right now. Yeah, but he's going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be a star. Though. He's going to be a star. I also had bought a Mike Hughes, and I'm starting to think maybe I put that on eBay. You know, I don't know. No, no, no that's gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It's I too, love, stock's I too love, low now. Stock's too I, low. I love old bad players. Worst jerseys. jersey you could buy. Rennie bought it. Do you know what jersey that was? Oh, yeah, the Yannick jersey. The Yannick jersey. I want to buy that from him, though. Because that's like, you know, like, you're going to want that. You're going to want that. Yeah, you're going to need that. that So, honestly, I might lowball it. Hey, Randy, I'll give you 30 bucks for it. He probably would do it. He'd be like, yeah, I don't need this. Oh, he'll probably frame it, actually, and put it up. I would. (laughs) I think that that thing's great. I don't even know if he wore it. He probably didn't. But how funny is that, you know, somebody walks in your basement going, is that a Yannick Ngakwe Vikings jersey? Nobody walking in your basement can even pronounce that guy's last name. They're going to be like, what the hell does that say? Who's that I guy? would know how to pronounce it. Yeah, you would. You think Rennie's got a basement? Do you think Rennie knows how to pronounce it himself? <laughs> no. I, we, I didn't even know if we're still saying his first name right. Yannick or Yannick? I think it's Yannick, Yannick. but Yannick sounds Fuck cooler. Fuck that guy. 
Dude sucks. Second round pick. What a joke. I bet you he doesn't even get that big of a contract. Oh, somebody's like, gonna pay. Him. He's gonna get good money, but I don't think he's breaking the bank twenty five million. Oh, like, absolutely. When we traded for him, it was like, all right, we gotta clear some. Like, we gotta figure out how we're gonna pay this guy like big money. Eh, fuck him. He he's lucky if he gets fifteen million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Remember when we remember when Clowney wanted like twenty million and exactly. they won't pay him. Like, he's I gonna mean, find himself in the same situation because Clowney, very good athlete. Eh. Not a very productive defensive end. Yeah, it has like very clear weaknesses. Remember when Daniil Hunter went on IR and then fucking like Ian Rappaport was like, the Vikings are going to have to make him the highest paid DN or it's his last days in the Vikings. What the hell are you guys talking about? Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Like, like The guy's getting neck surgery and missing an entire season. And, and you was- want to give him a raise? For what? Like Oh, because Yannick is on the team? <laughs> yeah. That's not anymore. Cool. Yeah. That's why got rid of him. Like, we're not gonna pay both our teams. That's probably what it is. It's like, oh well, we can't pay Yannick because you know, actually Ian might be right. Dino probably will want more money. <laughs> we should never Because that guy sucks. We should never trade for people like two weeks before the season. Because we've done it with Bradford and we did it with Yannick, and both of them I don't totally hate the Bradford one because he was good for two but like that's a high pick to give I up. I mean, you could have traded up a couple slots and got Watson. In what? The next draft? That Well, the first round. That Yeah, that draft. Yeah, but the thing is, we wanted a quarterback for that season. I know. I get that. But like, but it was, wasn't worth trade, it in the end. Because like, yeah. Yeah, Mahomes went 10, Watson went 12, and you had 14. I mean, say you take Derek Barnett, even that. It's like, okay, we got a decent DN. Instead, we got two years of Sam Bradford. Now, if Sam Bradford stays healthy, the, the worst Keenum part year, is, is as soon as Trubisky gets taken by two and those two start falling, you know Slick Rick's on the phone trying to get Watson. I don't know if he, if he is. I think Slick Rick's not, not into the quarterbacks after the ponder problem. He's looking for vets. He's looking for vets. I feel like if Bradford stays healthy, though, that Keenum year, it's not as. It's like if he's the one that leads us to the title game and we lose, it's like, okay, well... You got to run out of, but I guess it goes to show you that even Keating could do that, so it wasn't really worth it. We win the Super Bowl with Sam Bradford as our quarterback. Eh? Do the Vikings win the Super Bowl? Remember week one against the Saints? Dude, we ran in, we lost 38-7 to to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, because Keenum kept throwing picks. You think, you Revenge game for Bradford? You don't think he would have came out slinging it? Sam Bradford always throws the occasion. You know, you're right. You, fuck. The Vikings are winning the Super Bowl in 2017 if Sam Bradford doesn't if Bradford get and Cook don't get hurt. It's a whole, you know. Okay, that's, now that's a, that's that is something I can, that is something I can get behind. I just watched that week one game and it was like, you could, the Saints couldn't stop us at all. You, we when did you watch us. that? When was that on TV? No, it wasn't. When I was oh. there, I had to burn in my memory. Oh. That bootleg pass, it digs. I mean... It was a clinic. I like I, he's his we arm talent so was really good. Like that dude, if he just didn't have all the bad luck with his injuries and stuck on St. Louis for ten years, could have been something. But sad day for him. Let's hit a break and then we'll hit the. We'll kind of maybe talk a little wild card round and then into the divisional round. Yep, let's do that. All right, welcome back. Uh, we'll jump into the playoffs. Playoff mm-hmm. lines. We'll do a, hit a little recap as we uh, go through the teams and talk about their wild card games and how they got here. The first game of the week is Saturday, the Rams at the Packers. Uh, I think it's going to be Packers minus four and a half. It is Packers by six and a half. By six and a half. I feel like that's a pretty big line. Maybe accounting for Goff's I think poor that's gotta be it. play, like a broken thumb and jazz like that. 
I mean, he had a broken thumb, and he was not throwing great at all. No, not. The thing is that I don't, like, their defense is clearly really good. Yeah. If Donald's healthy, I mean, that's how they beat the Seahawks. The Seahawks could not move the ball at all. So As long as they can run the football and play good defense, I think they... Cam Akers tore up Seattle. They've got a really good shot at being beating Green Bay. Six and a half seems like a lot. I mean, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey. Okay, take out Demonte Adams. It's a bunch of nobodies after that. I mean, we beat the Packers. Come on. That that's true. I mean, they have Jalen Ramsey, and that's gonna be a really fun battle. Arguably, number one receiver versus number one cornerback. Especially if you're talking this year, like who was better than Adams this year? Oh, Adams, no one. And then Ramsey, who's a better? Maybe Jair Alexander. On the opposite side, I don't know side. though. I've been I've saw a lot of people that say like Jair doesn't actually follow receivers though. And they play a lot of zone stuff. Whereas yeah. like Ramsey is man to man following, you know, DK Metcalf across the field. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I just saw like Jerry Alexander's numbers of like the receivers yeah, yeah. he went up against and like the numbers and it was uh reminiscence of like Xavier Rhodes numbers twenty seventeen where right. like the best game I think somebody had was Thielen's week one where he had like four for sixty. Well, Jerry is a is a beast. Yes. So they've Probably took both top five. Yeah. I would take Ramsey myself, just the sheer. Like, I, I think, size. Like, like, yeah, I, I would take Ramsey too, mm-hmm. but like, are, honestly, are, though, or or Xavier and Howard because he had yeah, ten picks. That's true. I Ram- think those are probably the top three cornerbacks. Ramsey's size versus Metcalf, I feel like, is so perfect to match up against him. Whereas like Adams is a like such a good route runner that maybe he can get away from Ramsey a little bit, but maybe, but like. Jalen Ramsey's a little taller, but he is like long and lanky, which is going. Oh, he's definitely, got tons of length. It's going yeah. to help him against Adams. So, like, he's going to need more separation than he usually does. Mm-hmm. And then, then the Packers just they lack other receiving options. I mean, the guys get open and they score, but they also aren't that great. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching. You know, Matt Lafleur against uh, who's that? Brandon Brennan or Brandon, Brandon Staley? Staley? Yeah, the guy who's probably going to get a head coaching job. He's got a ton would, of buzz. I would think so, but. It's you know, probably the, like, I don't know if it's the best offense. The I wouldn't team. hire Brendan Staley because I would hire an offensive corn, or an offensive mind so nobody gets freaking poached. Yeah. <laughs> well, people are poaching defense this year, though. They're all loving them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really good offense versus a really good defense. And then Rams, I mean, a healthy golf, it's a pretty good offense. That run offense is really good, though. And then the Packers defense seems they're very up and down. Like, they make a ton of plays. They kind of remind me like, the Saints when they won the Super Bowl, like, they're opportunistic, but they're not good. Yeah. Like, and their run D's bad. Like, Cook ate them alive. So if and it's the same scheme. It's wide zone. It's bootleg. So bad for like two years now because yeah. they got ate up by the Niners last year too. So yeah, I mean this again. It's it's the same scheme that the Niners run, the Rams run. So if they can get the run going, I mean they lost to Jimmy G and can, can they easily? I just think six and a half is a lot. I I think it's too. Uh, I'm taking the Rams. I, I'm taking, I'm the, taking Rams. Them the win. Oh, wow. I like that. I like that. I'm going with the two. I'm taking Rams. Last week, I took the Rams, and you I took, took the Seahawks, yep. and I was like, wait, I took Goff over... I didn't even know that clown was playing, that Befford... What was it? Wofford. 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 Okay, so did you watch that game? Yeah. They Wofford gets hurt, and Buck and Aikman are acting like fucking Dan Marino got hurt. It was like, they're talking about it as if the guy was a backup. He was a... It th- they didn't even lose their starter. They benched their starter because he was banged up. 
And then, like, talking about, like, oh, how are they going to bounce back from losing this guy? The guy's a nobody. He's like, who cares who he is? The only problem I thought they could possibly run into is not having another quarterback. That was weird. What the hell was McVay thinking? Clearly wasn't expecting Wofford to get hurt on the second drive. Like, what are you doing out there? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, That was just annoying. It's it's like, okay, Wofford was Wofford. Calm down. Now, Goff, that thumb did look broken. That was some wobbly passes out there. But... Seahawks clearly couldn't do anything on offense. Uh, they fired their offensive coordinator today, yep. Ryan Schottenheimer. So, I don't know. I think he, because Carroll keeps talking about they got to run the ball. I think Schottenheimer had finally moved into the, let's throw the ball. Let Russ let cook. Russ cook. Uh, saw a lot of people were saying that Wilson just could not handle uh, when people just dropped into cover two. Like, he was just not doing good. Like he, he refused to take the check down. Okay. So, like, he just would sit back there and sit back there. You know, he likes to do that. Yep, wait and, for the play to break down. Yeah, and, and it there, just yep. was like, no, you need to almost do, like, Rodgers will just take those every day. Like, oh, you're going to give me six yards on a dump off? Done. Yep. I'll take it. So, uh, people, I mean, he needs to reprogram his brain that he can't just buy time all day. Yep. But he's out of the playoffs. So, it's Rams, Packers. I got Rams. Who do you got? Uh, I'll take Rams to cover six and Rams a half. to cover. Next up is the, this will be the Saturday night game. It is Ravens at Bills. And so we'll start with the, well, the Ravens getting there. Guess your line. Guess my line first. Uh, I'm going to go Bills, Bills minus four. Bills by two and a half. Okay. I kind of okay. get that line. I, I, I understand it. I understand it. The Ravens are definitely more experienced. Um, and I feel like the Bills defense looked Pretty shoddy in that. I mean, Phillip Rivers went up and down the field. I think they were the first playoff team to ever lose with no turnovers and like 450 yards. And they they had like, they ran like 70 plays and had like 30 first downs. I mean, they easily could have won that game if on that fourth down, he doesn't just barely overthrow Pittman. And then on the, I think it was a third down, he throws it behind Pittman. Yeah. And just sort of like a few moments here and there. And they only lost by a field goal. Yeah, Blankenship missed one. Yeah, he missed one, and then well, that did last... he miss three of them? I don't think he missed three. Did he? There was He's, one game I mean, where someone impressive. missed like a fifty, a fifty-three, and something else. Oh, like that. maybe I don't remember him missing three, but he they th- that game was in their grasp, yep. like a little bit, maybe better coaching, and then just some some poorly timed bad throws by Rivers. Because for the most part, he they ran well, they threw well. Yeah, they they couldn't stop Buffalo, but I mean, I don't know. They they were up about to score. And then the Bills go 96 yards before half, and the whole game gets flipped around. But, like, for the Bills to struggle that much to beat the Colts round one. With fans in the stands? Yeah, it kind of was. Because we both liked the Colts to cover. They did cover. And it was kind of, I don't know. I still feel like, I kind of like, I like the Bills in this game, but I think their hearts are getting broken at some point. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't think it's a Super Bowl team. So they'll definitely get their hearts broken. What do you think about the Ravens? They played the uh, the Titans. Titans. We both liked the Titans. Yeah. They seemed like kind of a lot of people liked the Titans. The Titans. I, I didn't watch any of the game, but kind of watching replays and stuff like on Twitter throughout the day, they seemed like they played like really lethargic, conservative too. Like yeah. They punted in times where it was like, dude, what are you doing? To move, go do something. Well, and the Ravens stuffed Derrick Henry. Yeah. The, the, the Titans got up, I think, 10-zip real quick. Yep, they did. And then Lamar had the long run for a touchdown. and That tied it, I believe. Yeah, right? and after that, the Titans just couldn't do anything on offense. So I, it was low scoring. I don't really by any means think the Ravens looked great. I guess their defense looked good as far as stopping the run, but you don't need to stop the run against the Bills. 
Now you got to solve the pass. Yeah, and that that'll be interesting. Yeah, Humphrey sort of, probably follows Diggs. Yeah. I mean, they, I is Jimmy Smith still playing? I think so. I think he's yeah. still. Around. I mean, Jimmy I don't know Smith, what he's doing. Marcus Peters, and Marlon Humphrey against John Brown, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs. That should be. And they've got some good. Uh, do they still Calais Campbell? And obviously they have Yannick and. Yep, Matt Campbell, Yannick, they have and, Judon, uh, Patrick Queen. Yeah, I mean, they got some. Derek players. Wolf, I believe they signed yeah, as well. They and their nose tackle, who replaced Michael Pierce, obviously pretty good. Yeah. I forget who it is, but. Lamar versus Josh Allen. That's, I mean, that's a solid battle of just like. First round young, quarterbacks, same draft, gunslinger. right? Gunslinger. Yeah, I think they are, yeah. Yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll be a so, lot of fun. Two, two like new age quarterbacks, two different styles, mm-hmm. but like still new age. Both young and athletic. Yeah. Josh Allen as a cannon, you know Lamar Jackson, obviously fastest quarterback since Vic. So, do you? What do you have for who are you taking? I'm gonna take the Bills in this one. I'm. I'm going to take the Bills as well. I don't think I would bet this one. I like the Rams against the Packers to cover. I don't. I could easily see the Ravens beating them, so I don't. I feel want like to touch this it. is like an over under game if you're going to place a bet. Yeah, fifty and a half. The thing is, like the Bills Colts was a shootout, but the Ravens completely slowed down the Titans. But it was running, so maybe they're if the if Josh. It just seems like has anyone slowed down the Bills? No, not, not in really. a while. And I forgot that they lot. They're thirteen and three, right? I believe so. Yeah. A Hail Mary away from being 14-2. and two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really good team. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think a lot of people have really, like, slowed down the Bills. I mean, even the games they lost, I feel like they put up, like, 25, yeah. 30 points. So I feel the more likely thing is that the Ravens put up points on the Bills' defense and it becomes a shootout. So maybe yeah. 50 points. I mean, it could end 31 to 24 or something. That's 51. Hits yeah, the over. That's 55. Is it? 31 oh, yeah. and 24, yeah. Good call, good call. 27 24 is probably so that's what 51. You're going for. Boom, that's that's 50. an over. So I'm going over on that one. Uh, next up, we both took the Bills then. Yeah. Next up is the Browns at the Chiefs. Browns at Chiefs. So I'm going to say it's Chiefs. Chiefs by nine. It is Chiefs by 10. Chiefs by 10. I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover. I'm gonna take the Chiefs to cover, but that is a that's some disrespect for the Browns. Like ten point dogs, it's the Chiefs though. It's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs mean? at home. They get fans in the stands. Well rested. Andy Reid's amazing on a bye. Uh, Cleveland went up twenty eight nothing against the Steelers in the first quarter, aided by a couple turnovers. Yeah, snap over the head of the quarterback to start, but they, you know, completely dominated them for two quarters there but then they kind of gave some points back if if tomlin doesn't punt like a coward that game gets real close i i i I couldn't believe it i wasn't watching the game i was following it on gamecast and i saw like fourth and one and i'm like oh well they're going for it it's at the 45 they're going for it and then i saw delay of game and the punter's name show up i was like he decided to throw the punt team so i get on twitter and everyone is just crucifying Mike Tomlin. There. It's one of those where the other team is like, please punt it, please punt it, please punt it. But thank God they're punting. What a bunch of morons! Like they had him on the ropes. If you if you get can convert that fourth down, like the wind is totally out of the sails. And I think they were only down like eleven 12. or twelve. They were down by yeah. 12. So they score a touchdown. It's a one score game, and like Cleveland is in a panic. And you know? instead, 
they they punt. They punted it into the back of the end zone, yep. I believe. So it was like a 20 point, 20 yard punt, basically. And then three or four plays later, they're back to where the Steelers punted. And from. then they ended up scoring. And they scored it, I think, on the next play on like a 40 yard mm-hmm. pass to Chubb. So Which on that play it looked like there were only five Steelers on defense. It was bad. And now it's like I'm sure Roethlisberger's thinking I know Pouncey already quit. Oh did retiring, he? and then okay. Roethlisberger's they're really thinking about it. I know uh, Pouncey did say that I did say that like he uh he talked to Ben after the game, he sat on the sidelines like NFL mic'd up or whatever and he was saying that like he didn't really like he's like, you know, I think he was banged up. He's like, I didn't want to go out here for me, like I wanted to do it for you, dog. Like I wanted to go out and win this, and you know, it's like snap the ball over your head. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, shit, Pouncey and Big Ben—they've been teammates for what 11, 12 years. Yeah. Won a suit, lost the Super Bowl to the Packers. Yeah, and Roethlisberger won one. Yeah, at the end of Jerome Bettis's career was the Colts. No, Seahawks. 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 NFC versus AFC average starting quarterback remaining. For the remaining, yeah. I saw yeah, it, yeah. Like well, 30, you got Brady and Rodgers and Breeze. And Breeze, yeah. yeah. Versus so, a bunch of young guys. Yeah, it was like 37 on the NFC and it was like 24 and a half in the AFC. It's kind of nice to be in the NFC because besides what, Russell Wilson and who's like a young, cup and coming, really good quarterback? My miss, I've got to be missing someone. Yeah, I feel like it I would have been Carson Wentz, and his career went in the tank, it's trash. Garbage. But like, you go to the other side, you got Daniel Jones. I mean, Dak Prescott. No, he's a Kyler Kirk Murray. Cousins. We thought so, but God, did he really kind of veer uh, off the track? Uh, it's probably Mitch Kyler. Trubisky. Yeah, tr- yeah. Uh, you and Ryan, you and uh, Tyler him. Taylor Heineke. Oh God, uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, come on, come Matt on, help Stafford's me out here. young, right? I mean, he is still, you know. Yeah, yeah honestly, uh, Teddy B. Teddy B. Teddy B. Uh, I mean, you look in the AFC, it's Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, going to be Trevor Lawrence, possibly Justin Fields or Wilson, wherever they go. It's going to be Jets, probably. I mean, there's they've got way more young talent over there. Yeah. So it's nice to be in the West with uh, Trubisky, Stafford, and an aging Aaron Rodgers. At least, I mean, that's just our division. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really like being around Trubisky, but we'll, we'll get to him when the Bears come on. <laughs> yeah. You don't like being around him? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, okay, so we're both taking the Chiefs over the Browns, yeah. 10 point. The thing with the Browns, too, is I don't know how bad Jack Conklin's hurt. or And then the other, the left guard had uh, COVID issues with yep, Stefanski. Yep. If those two are back, then I think if they can do the old... Don't they have to miss two weeks? Well, they said Stefanski's coming back. So, I mean, Kendrickson missed... Who was the guy that missed for us? Was it Thielen? He missed one week. Oh, yeah, that's true. So... Yep. But I don't know if it's because he wasn't he was a close contact, not a positive. Who knows? But if they had their whole line, like there is a formula to like basically hoard the ball the whole half or like the whole game, you know, with Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and you're just like chewing clock. And but their defense off is the not good enough That's to the thing. contain Mahomes, let alone like stop Mahomes. Yeah, so it's like you. It feels like a classic, like uh, the Colts, where it was like, hey, yeah, we uh, we've held the ball for 28 minutes. We had a 14-play drive, and we went for it on fourth and got zero points. Yep. And now Josh Allen just went 96 yards in four plays. Fuck. 
it's kind of where the old ball control thing backfires. Yep. Uh, all right, we're both taking the Chiefs. Last game of the week, it's the, it's the old guys. It's Tom Brady versus Breeze. Bucks at Saints. Bucks at Saints. I'm going to say it's Saints minus two and a half. Saints by three. Okay, I'm taking the Bucks. <clears throat> I'm going to take the Saints. Okay. I don't like it, but... Uh, and the Bucks got there by beating Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. Who put up... A decent fight? Yeah. For like... For being Taylor Heineke? Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. And no weapons besides... I mean, like, obviously McLaurin, but like, there's no weapons on that team. It's a real. bad team on yeah. offense. It's, defense is interesting, but they're... Yeah, offense... I mean, come on. And like, that was a fun game to watch. It It was exactly how I thought it would go. You know, the Bucks, were, you know, beat them. The Bucks the never really game. felt... It was never like... You're never like, the Bucks are going to lose this game. But it's like, why are the Bucks not pulling away? Yeah. And like, like I just kind of felt like that's how it was going to go. I Because their defense is... The Washington has a respectable defense. Yep. Like, and I, I think they... I honestly think Taylor Heineke gave him some life. He made some plays with his legs. Um, definitely more than like... I think Alex Smith probably would have been... Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. they probably... They obviously don't get that touchdown that Heineke had. The running one? Which was yeah. tremendous. Like... I honestly, like, a lot of people, you know, you just see replay of, like, the dive into the end zone. But, like, the play to get out of the pocket, I thought, was the most impressive yeah. part. That whole play was pretty, like, impressive. Yep. I don't know if it made him a bunch of money, like people were saying. Like, oh, look at him. He's going to make... No, but I, I do think that he's going to get a backup a job. A backup job, yeah. He's not going to get Matt Flynn money to go start for someone because yeah. he had one mediocre playoff game. But he played well. I mean, you have Chase Young, like, pointing at his jersey. Like, remember the name. It's like, yep. eh, we don't remember the name. Uh, Saints beat the Bears... Awful Bears. I know you thought they were high-flying and they were, like, up-and-coming. They suck. They are keeping Matt Nagy. They're keeping their GM and their defensive coordinator retiring. Yep. Chuck Pagano. Yep. Which so is, that's good. Nah, that dude sucked anyway. I mean, I feel like defense. he at least uh, had a... He destroyed Eddie Jackson, that's for sure. Well, their defense was still decent most of the year, I guess. Um, definitely not Vic Fangio good, but it was, like, yeah, half step solid. back. They got a bad draft pick and they got bounced. It's what it's what we all hoped for. Yep, I would have been nice to see them win so Trubisky could get a playoff win and they <laughs> extend him. But you know, yeah, they'll be what, like, what do they do at quarterback? Because they don't have a draft pick in the position to go get a good one in the draft. They either trade it for they either trade for Deshaun Watson or they're running it back. No way. I feel like they'll go for like. Um, Who's the other guys out there? Like a, like a Derek Carr or... Um, Derek Carr's not available, I mean, is he? he? Probably. You ask Gruden. I bet he'd give him up. There's a bunch of... Philip Rivers. Matt Stafford. They ain't going to trade him in no. division, though. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. There you go. That's a good one. Cam Newton. Huh? Gross. You want that guy? That's great. fine. I hope they bring him in because that dude is terrible. He had less passing yards than the Patriots punter had punting yards. Dude, Cam Newton's... He's just inaccurate. You can't be that inaccurate be quarterback. Just like Mitch Trubisky, terrible. So the Bears are going to have a bad team next year. Yep. Detroit's going to have a bad team. You know what's funny? I was actually looking at all of our rosters and going, okay, who's like the the cornerstone players on a team? Like who's your – I have like an Eric Kendricks. He's a top five player in his position. Yeah. I would say on our team it's Kendricks, Jefferson, Cook, and Daniel Hunter. We got four of them. Packers have Rodgers and uh, Jerry Alexander, and they have, yeah, DeMonte Adams, and Bakhtiari. maybe Bak- Bakhtiari. 
you could Kenny mean, Clark. Yeah, you could probably argue him. Maybe if Zadarius Smith was on, like he's a fringe. If you're just calling, if you're just going total edge rushers, he's not top five. But if you're going to separate them yeah. between left and right, Bears, Khalil Mack, and then Allen Robinson when he was there, but he's probably leaving. Detroit has nobody. Frank Ragnow. Right now. And that is it. Am I missing someone? No, because, like, Hawkinson's good, not top five at his position. Maybe Gall- could be. Galladay's good, not top five at his and position. Leaving. And probably leaving. Their defense uh, DeAndre no Swift, way. good, definitely not top five. They're like a team of no stars. It's like the weirdest team. It's like, where are your good, like, where are your, I, you've got a bunch of Anthony Bars. Where's your Kendrickses? They they don't need them. It's a Belichick. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's now a, it's not anymore. Do they have a coach yet? No. Is any uh, coach been hired yet? No, but I heard uh, the Falcons were getting close to hiring Arthur Smith, the Titans offensive coordinator. Okay. That's that was before we started recording. It could have changed. Interesting. Because, yeah, I don't think I've heard of anyone getting. I know no. I saw, like, Gus Bradley went somewhere and who yeah, the Cowboys get. Raiders. Um, Cowboys. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, SDC. So, so anyway. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, the Cowboys had the uh, the worst defense in the NFL, and they hired the man who had the second worst defense in the NFL, hey, Dan Quinton. Got to get that, that Seahawk defense from 12 years ago. Um, so Bucks at Saints. You pick Bucks, I pick Saints. Yep. I mean, that's that's your that's your slate. I mean, who are you hoping wins? I'm obviously Rams over Packers. Rams. Rams, Bucks is mine. Rams, Bucks. Bills, Chiefs. I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams, Bucks, Ravens, Chiefs. I want the matchup we all thought we were getting last year. Although this year the better matchup is probably Bills, Chiefs. I I have a weird thing where I don't want teams that have never won to win. So fuck the Bills. No, that's fine. But wouldn't it be better to watch them get their hearts broken by Mahomes in the final minute? You know of what? The you're AFC right. Title you're, game? you're right. I don't want to see the fucking Ravens. They're no, just not that's fun to watch. No, like they're they obviously are like a good offense, and Lamar Jackson's really sweet. But I don't get any excitement out of like the pistol read option. Exactly. Offense. Yeah. Like it's cool concept. I love using it in Madden and NCAA. But watching it does nothing for me. Yeah. Give me Josh Allen just dropping back and causing chaos. So I think I'm on. I'm on. I'm bored with you. Exact same four teams. Let's get the Packers out of here now. If I want to see good football, I would say Packers. Bucks, Brady, Rogers. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Yep. But we obviously want. If I was guaranteed that Brady would beat Rogers, bring on Rogers to the NFC title game. Yep. But, yeah, yeah. If I was guaranteed that the Packers weren't yeah. going to the Super Bowl, yes, I, would, I want yeah. them to kick the living shit out of the Rams and, like, and then, like, get like, the Packers year, fans get all hyped up, yeah. thinking they're gonna beat fucking Brady, and Brady just you know. 20 to 17 victory. Yeah, it would be. We've never seen Brady Rodgers in a playoff game. Nope, because they've never never Super Bowl. Well, it's because the Packers apparently were just failures, you know. Brady's always there waiting, and it's like, you're sending Jared Goff, you're sending Nick Foles. Come on, you guys sending your worst, you know. That's true. Send Rodgers. What are you doing? Send Breeze. Those guys never made it. Breeze made it once, Rodgers made it once. Yeah, we we got Breeze Manning. Never got Breeze Brady. But we get Breeze Brady and then potentially Breeze Rogers yeah. in the same playoffs. Well, that was kind of like when we we should have had Breeze Brady, but it, the past interference made it Goff Brady. Oh yeah, that's and it was true. like nobody wants the Rams in the Super Bowl. And they put up three points. Yeah, three fucking points. Sean and Ray. like, fuck, I mean, we got Breeze Manning when we should have got fucking Favre Manning. 
which would have been way better. And we were clearly the better team. We just were good at shooting ourselves in the foot 500 times. Looking back on that roster we had, it's such a good team. I mean, you have future Hall of Famer Jared Allen just at the top. Hall With of Kevin Famer. Williams and Pat Williams next to him. like And and to take enough attention off of Ray Edwards, who had like eight and a half sacks that year, didn't he? The worst is that, yeah, he had a good season. Really good playoffs, too. The worst is that E.J. Henderson had to get hurt. Because you had E.J. Henderson, Greenway, Broke Lieber. The corners were solid. The Tyrell Johnson Jasper was Brinkley, right? Jasper Brinkley, yeah. He got beat like multiple times. And who do we have? Winfield, Cedric, Cedric Griffin. Griffin. Benny Sapp was a big mainstay Benny on Sapp, that team. Yeah. yeah. And then you had a good safety and a bad safety. You had Tyrell Johnson, who sucked, and then the other guy was good. Why am I blanking on who it was? Madhu Williams? Oh, he sucked too. It was <laughs> Madhu, I'm pretty sure. Our safeties were a problem. Our safeties but we were played bad. cover too. We played Tampa yeah. 2 defense. They just stood back there and did nothing. Oh. So offense was a juggernaut, though. I mean, that game is. Jamarcus Sanford over yeah. Tyrell Johnson, wasn't it? For parts of the season. Yeah. I don't know if it was for the whole thing. That that offense, though, if we just had stopped fumbling that game, like we were unstoppable. So, anyways, enough about stats, enough about that. Should have been Favre, Manning. Hopefully we get... Again, if I was guaranteed to get like Mahomes-Rogers, but I know Rogers is going to lose, that sounds glorious. I'd rather, I'd rather have Mahomes-Rogers than Mahomes-Brady. Yeah, I think that would be better. Because, you know, the Bucks could like screw things up and run the football. Well, the thing you is, know- Brady's not that... Not that- He's not Roger right now. Rogers That's, is way better than Brady right now. That's true. Brady's just, Brady's good. Knows what he's doing. He's Brady. He's still Brady, but like Rogers can make. We're just, yeah, if we're just talking like pure arm pure talent. watching football, give me Rogers Mahomes. Ah, that's so that'd be a fun gross. Super Bowl. Yeah, and I mean it would be fun for because like for the first time, I mean besides the Patriots Eagles, like a lot of the times I just go give me like a good football team or fo- good football game where I'm rooting for like the loser so far mm-hmm. and I just keep going you're back always rooting for a good game yeah. yeah but like this time it would be like clear cut Chiefs let's destroy the Packers yeah I hope it's 42-14 again anything to make Green Bay fans just cry yeah like last year San Fran Green Bay was glorious yeah. for us coming off us getting whooped by 49ers and then they they got, they got beat worse than we did and it was by the same game plan <laughs> yeah they just got barreled over so I mean hey I'll take it this week I'll take it next week I'll take it Super Bowl someone needs to barrel over the backers yep. <laughs> yeah that's all that's all I'm really asking for is I don't yeah. care how far Green Bay goes just as long as they, they end don't up win losing. it. Yep. Yeah, as long as they don't win. It's like the Bears. It was great to see them lose. Brought a, brought a smile. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm they, glad they made it over exactly. Arizona. Yeah, like I, with how bad their team was, it was like, please get into the playoffs. And like, I follow some Bears fans on Twitter, yeah. and they're like, like they like legit thought they stood a chance against That's the Saints. Embarrassing. No, like they put some guy said, uh, "I wish I could go back a week." So I didn't put all my energy into the Bears game, and I could focus it on the Bulls. So, and if you know basketball, they're not very good either. <laughs> so he's focused my energy on something else terrible. Yeah. It, it's it, it is like yeah, even when you make the playoffs as a bad team, it's like well you know a couple things go our way, like some momentum. Like the Giants did it, Eli did it once. The worst part is like the Bears, you know, like they lost uh, to Green Bay. They didn't play very well. But the three games prior to that, they put up like 30 points against, yeah. you know, the Jags, us, and Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. So they're all like, you know, this offense is actually Bill good. Bill Lazers figured it out. Yeah, we've got a really good defense. Like this this is a Super Bowl team. Poor fellas. They looked <laughs> like they did against us with Foles where it was like, this is is this the worst offense we've ever played against? Like our defense was terrible almost all season. 
And they we hold we held them to thirteen, and they looked completely inept. Like it was like, oh my god, like what is wrong with well with thirteen? And Patterson had a kick return for a touchdown. Oh, that's right. I don't even know if they scored a touchdown they, against us. They, they must yeah. not have. So I mean, that's just bad. I like watching them lose. Packers next week will be good. So I mean, you got you got any parlays you would do? Um, I feel like I. I did pretty good. I hit my two parlays both Saturday and Sunday. Oh. Pushed one because the Bucks are a bunch of fucking assholes. Uh, but the Bears saved you. The Bear, oh, the Bears. Because you did the teaser. I teased. On Sunday. Yeah, it should have been an easy bet. You know, the payout wasn't great, but it was yeah the teaser of all the 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 underdogs. They could lose by a ton, and then yeah. the Bears almost fucking blew it. And all of a sudden, I look up. It was funny because I looked at my phone. I was watching it. There, Jessica was here watching a movie, and I was watching the film on my phone. And I swear that the Saints scored to go up by like. You know, shit. Twenty-eight to three. Twenty-eight to three, and I was like, "Oh, there goes that bet." Then I pull my phone out later, and it's twenty-nine to twenty-one to nine. Twenty-one to nine, yeah. And then I watched the replay, and Jimmy Graham stealing the ball from his teammate with one hand, Odell Beckham style. It's like, fuck yeah, I won well, that bet. That so. was great. I couldn't believe it because I didn't know you weren't watching the game. I'm like, oh my god, Darren's got me out to be freaking out right now. Then he uh, texts me like, "Wait, did the Bears cover?" I'm like. Yes. <laughs> What's funny is the day before I thought I lost my bet because I all day I thought I had the Bucks eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. And they lost by eight, or they won by eight. And I was like, well, great. That you know the the one part I thought was a sure thing, which was Bucks beating the Washington by over eight and a half. By nine at least. Yeah. yeah. And they beat them by eight. And then I wake up the next morning and I was like, oh, let me look at my account. I have this money in there. I was like, where does money come from? Oh fuck! I had the bucks by eight, so I pushed that part of the parlay and won the rest of it. You were thinking about our lines when we had them yeah, at eight and a half. So um, I w- whatever I would do this week, I'm gonna have Rams to cover in mind. But also, I will say this real quick: um, it's all it's always really weird to get like a whole number on a bet, like plus eight. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's like wait, like because you know you would think Vegas doesn't want to push, mm-hmm. but I guess at that point they're like ah, yeah. eight seems feasible. I'd rather push than lose. Right, and I should have just bought a half point. It made it less confusing for myself, but I all of a sudden I won that one. So. Uh, but par- if I'm going to parlay anything together, most comfortable would be Rams to cover plus six and a half. I feel like I would go Chiefs ten. Like I Chiefs just, ten. Like you said, and, how are the Browns stopping the Chiefs? You know, so I guess if I'm just going to do you know two teams, those two. But if you want a third team in there, I would bet on the Bucks. I feel good about Brady indoors. Against the Saints? Yep. Yeah. Breeze is good indoors too. Although Breeze looks a lot worse than Brady. Breeze looks like he's aiming the ball. He's, he's I wonder, worse. actually, I think Bill's two and a half is a better bet than Bucks two and a half. I think I would stay away from both those lines and I'd pick one that I like the over-under of one of those games. Like I did with the Rams-Seahawks, I picked the over because I just, I mean in hindsight the Rams dominated them, but it was like... Russell Wilson versus, like, when we were on the podcast, I was like, I'm, I'm not going to take Goff over Wilson. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I don't really like the Seahawks team in general, so I'll just do the over. Yep. Kind of got lucky on that one. A little pick six, all of a sudden shot up really quick. Metcalf getting wide open because they're a bunch of idiots on a broken play. Yep, yep, it's good yep. stuff. But uh, right. I just wanted to hammer the under. <laughs> I mean, after the beginning of the game, it was looking ugly until he threw that pick six on a screen pass. Yeah. Oh, Moron. God. Uh, but, all right, uh, so we'll uh, be back next week with uh, – We'll see who's going to the championship games. We'll talk a little uh, off-season checklist for the Vikings. Yeah. How do we make this team? What would be like a successful off-season? We kind of do it every year. Yep. I mean, I think they failed. New listeners, uh, we it's usually anywhere between like 
five and eight things. Yeah, usually we got like, here's some things you have to do, and here's like some little fun bonus stuff that would be good. Yeah, and the, we, we try to keep it realistic. Like, we're not going to yeah. say like, go sign, I don't know, like Chris, I know, I guess he just got excited. Go sign Allen Robinson and make like a sweet three. Yeah, more probably, it's probably going to be, you know, add a guard, get a starting three tech, you know, add an edge player. It's, yeah. it's quite a bit of holes this year because we usually do it assuming like Anthony Harris is gone. Because yep. you, you either got to bring him, like the checklist would be either bring back Harris or sign someone. Resign Harris cheap or bring back cheap center field. Yeah, someone that can, and then, you know, it, we always kind of say the first three rounds, you can kind of consider guys that could check the box. Like when we drafted Dan Slipp, it's like, all right, that counts as adding a corner. Yep. But adding Harrison Hand in the sixth, no, that's yeah. that's just depth and nonsense. So, yep. Or like adding uh, James Lynch, it's like, yeah, yeah that's you not know, a three that, tech, that's a backup. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. It's so like, like, oh, so we drafted you a three tech in the fourth round, you know, but he's not going to start. You can't check that box. Yes. Yeah. So like last year, I know we we did not check the three tech spot because we did replace Linval, which was one of ours, but we didn't do anything at three tech, and then we also didn't add a, another guard. We wanted two linemen. We only added Ezra. No. Oh, so because we brought back Dozier. Mm-hmm. But that, but that we didn't, didn't even we know are, he was going to be a starter. It was like, oh, that's a nice little yeah, like exactly, piece. and that. Looking back, that's smart of us to not count that as a check in the box because he sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll hit that. That's always a fun one. And then we'll hit the uh, the lines for next week. Yeah, sounds good. See you guys.